Thanks for downloading a 3CR podcast. 3CR is an independent community radio station based in Melbourne, Australia. We need your financial support to keep going. Go to www.3cr.org.au for more information and to donate online. Now stay tuned for your 3CR podcast. صباح الخير جود مورنينج دي ليسنرز يو ليسنينج تو راديو 3 سي ار اون 3cr.org.au/podcasts This episode will be our last episode for this year. So Nasser, Robert and I will have a discussion or a recap about the major Palestine related events in the year. Stay with us and enjoy the episode. Good morning, gentlemen. Good morning. Good morning, Robert Yusuf. This is uh, the last uh, episode uh, in I'm this very year. Sad. I'm actually sad about this. Uh, it has been a year since uh, we have a team yeah. uh, running this show, which is great. Uh, a little bit more than a year, I think. Nasser and uh, Robert, you started in November uh, 16. So He's very good with his dates. Congratulations. Dates, He's very good with his dates. Yeah, it was a very sunny morning that morning. It, it so was, yeah, <laughs> three o'clock in the afternoon. <laughs> so uh, it's been great. Thank you guys uh, for your um, for taking the show to a higher level. And thanks for the, to the listeners for and listening. Absolutely. I Otherwise, it's the three of us looking at each other and talking to each other, which in itself is fun, <laughs> yeah, yeah, which yeah. is fun. Otherwise, the three of us will have six opinions. Yeah, yeah. at least. <laughs> Only one of us would be right, though. <laughs> and you know, and, and, you know, and you know who will, you know who's right, and you know. So yes, uh, big uh, salute to our listeners, all of them, those who uh, donated. And uh, by the way, Palestine remembered uh, came second uh, in the fundraiser effort, thanks to our generous uh, supporters and listeners. Uh, I think uh, this year has been like. Um, Uh, another like big year in Palestine. Another big year in Palestine. The Palestinians uh, remain stateless, remain uh, remain marginalized, remain occupied, re- re- occupied, remain besieged in Gaza, and another year, uh, another big year for Palestine. So, what do we have? Uh, I think Nasser? we can start with um, you know the uh, the ignominy or the indignity of um, Netanyahu getting a uh, red carpet rollout by our Prime Minister Malcolm Turnbull and. The way he was fettered in Australia as being, you know, uh, a true friend of Israel, and you know, a really disgusting display in mm. in sycophantry. I mean, so our prime minister was the first prime minister of Australia to invite a sitting, Israel, yeah, sitting prime minister, sitting prime minister, 
Yeah. And um, what one of the great things was that um, the solidarity cr- groups along the East Coast all um, joined turned and out. turned out, and we had some really significant protests. So he knew he wasn't welcome, and he knew there was a, a lot of resistance. And on popular level, on, on a popular level, and we were able to get um, you know a very substantive um, letter uh, endorsed by very eminent Australians, and that that letter was circulated throughout the world and appeared uh, was mentioned in the New York Times as well. Um, uh, where we were, you know, we were asking the Australian government to, in fact, refuse his entry. Mm. So, um, look, he didn't come um, for free. There was a cost to it. People should look back to it. One of the, all the podcasts are there because we had a great discussion about that, yeah. and well worth people uh, listening and sharing. Well, if mm. they go to three cr dot org dot au backslash Palestine, they'll be able to see all of our podcasts for the year. Um, do you expect that uh, we'll do something uh, similar to what we did in two thousand and eight? To Israel, because next year is 2018, and it will it will mark the, the 70th anniversary of, of our Nakba and their yeah, independence. Yeah. Do you expect our parliament, our political elites, our parties will do something silly well, the, the or f- even? Uh, look, there's no question there will be all sorts of stuff at a state level and at a federal level. The reality is that the week before the 14th, 15th, is Budget Week, so mm. it'll be a very busy week in in mm. Canberra, and the week of the 14th is a non-sitting week. So if they do do something... In, something in, similar to what Kevin yeah, Rudd yeah. did in 2008. The, the, there's, no, there's no question they'll be, you know, look, the reality is they've got the money, yeah? Mm. Um, and, and, and the money gets thrown at them and, you know, some of their biggest benefactors have um, had fantastic years. In fact, the low is just sold out for $32 billion. So there's, there's, struggling. Some, there's some spare cash ready to, to throw at the, the sort of um, uh, Israeli lobby agenda. That, that's two digits more than I can comprehend. <laughs> Thirty-two billion. That's a nine zero. And you're so a chemical <laughs> engineer. Yeah, yeah. yeah smart my, man. When it comes to money, my brain stops at five digits. <laughs> it's it's a worry, and obviously, I think you're right, hundred yeah. percent. They will do something, and it's something that we need to keep track of and, yeah. and try and. Well, share I mean, the, we don't, the we don't need to keep track of the Palestinians. To I don't think there's an onus on us to keep track of it because that's that's they'll do what they do. The re- what the um, burden is upon us to do what we need to do, which is to commemorate the destruction of mm. and the loss of Palestine, the destruction of 500 plus Palestinian villages, the ethnic cleansing yeah. of three quarters of a million of uh, million Palestinians, the expulsion of yeah, yeah. two thirds of our society, six million refugees today. Mm. Yeah. So you know, our job is to. Um, uh, commemorate that and remind the Zionists and those who support the State of Israel that we haven't gone anywhere. And in fact, and in fact, the reality, and and we talk about this so often. You know, the the, the Zionists, with all their power, with all of the trips that um, uh, they send uh, unionists and politicians and junkets, upcoming paid law visits. students, all those junkets they throw at learned uh, future leaders, yeah, across the Western world. With all that Hasbara, with all of the um, influence, with nuclear weapons, nuclear submarines, the the largest air force outside of Russia, China, and the United States, Israel could take over England or France. That's mm. how big their army is. Yeah, with all of that power, a million Palest- uh, two million Palestinians in in Gaza, and two and a half million Palestinians in the West Bank, with and three hundred thousand Palestinians in Jerusalem. In Jerusalem. With some stones, maybe a Molotov cocktail, a homemade firecracker slash rocket. Or even non-violent. Uh, uh, and, and, and maybe some Kalashnikovs. Mm. Versus nuclear submarines, nuclear war, la, la, the biggest air force outside of uh, you know the three superpowers. And they're still scared. They can't understand why we haven't given up. Because they would have yeah. given up. 
Mm. And and when you put that equation to them and say, look, the reality is your peace can only be given to you by the one you oppress. Yeah. You cannot buy sleep mm. or comfort with a gun. You cannot mm. buy sleep or comfort with a statement that uh, Donald Trump signed. You cannot buy mm. sleep or comfort because you got welcomed into Australia. You cannot buy sleep or comfort because you commemorated the charge of the Lord Light Horse Brigade with an Israeli flag that was 30 years from creation. Mm. You know, rewriting history. That's disgusting. Creating, uh, 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 making it the battle cry or the start of uh, the birth of Israel. You can't buy that peace mm. without saying sorry, atoning for the injustice and making reparations. Like uh, Arafat used to say, I have the pen. It was it was the Palestin. It is the Palestinians who this is the pre the only prerequisite of any peace in the region will have to go through the Palestinians. Mm-hmm. So uh, so that was the first uh, major uh, Palestine event uh, in the year. Um, I think weeks after that, uh, the United Nations issued a report. Um, and what a great report it was. Yeah, yeah. It, it was one of the few great reports we had. The UN agency published a report uh, accusing Israel of imposing an apartheid regime of racial discrimination on the Palestinian people. And uh, what happened after that report? A week uh, later, there was a lot of um, you know, pressure from Israel and its friends uh, to the uh, UN Economic and Social Commission for Western Asia, ESCWA, the body that actually worked on the report and produced the report. told to remove it. And told to remove it, and it was uh, viewed by the Hasbara machine as a Nazi propaganda publication that was strongly anti-Semitic. See how ridiculous they can go even in referring to a UN body. This is not a Palestinian body. This is not an Arab or Islamic or pro-Palestinian. It's United Nations. United Nations. And nevertheless, when it comes to the criticism of Israel, it doesn't get away without being accused of of what? Of Nazism and anti-Semitism. So the pressure... Uh, made the UN uh, agency to pull its support. What, what was the lady's name that was in charge of Rima Khalaf. Because she, in the end, she decided that she would step down because she would not be a part yeah, of she, removing she, it. She is a fantastic woman. Absolutely. Yeah. I give uh, Rima Khalaf and every... I mean... But the report was, it was brilliant because it, it broke it down into real simple forms, mm. saying that it, uh, everything that Israel was doing was about apartheid and blatant racism. Yes. Now, in, in its nutshell, that's what it would have said. And it had facts, statements, and everything it said was true. So if that's anti-Semitic, so be it. The report actually clearly uh, stated uh, the four systems that Israel created in occupied territories, a system of marginalization that affects the uh, Israeli passport holders in 48 areas. Uh, And also you have the siege in Gaza, and then you have the military occupation in West Bank, and something in the middle... In uh, Jerusalem only. Mm. Well, apartheid. Uh, no, so you can. You've it comes off your tongue pretty if, well. Apartheid. If that's not the apartheid, the separation. Mm. Yeah, yeah if, it's, if it looks like a duck and quacks like a duck, it's not a then chicken. It is, it is a, it it's is called a duck. A duck. Yeah, it's apartheid. We got two people, one dirt, two laws. That's apartheid. So uh, the report actually, uh, we will also make reference to the report in the podcast uh, link because I think it's mandatory for people with any interest of Palestine on Palestine. To view it explains the report. it very easily. It explains yeah. it in uh, blatant terms, in, in, in its very simple terms. 
and it calls things what their names are. And therefore, um, the result was the resignation of the head of the UN body, Miss Rima Khalaf. And um, it takes it takes a brave woman, it takes a brave person uh, to actually well, to person with with morals, with dignity and, and morals and the truth. to to just uh, let go of the fame and money of a position like this yeah. for the sake of it, of her principle. And look who's talking about uh, Rima Khalaf these days. I mean, the the social media in Jordan and the Arab world spoke about her for a few days, and then. The bubble bursted, and nobody speaks about her. Mm. And now she is left with her, you know, the aftermath of her resignation. But I think it's important to give credit to these heroes every now and then. So thank you, Rima Khalaf. Share the report. And we will share the uh, report. So um, a few months after that, I would say a couple of months after that, then came the Al-Aqsa crisis. So Uh, we had the... um the assassination of three Israeli police officers in Aqsa, and then Netanyahu and his um, fanatic uh, uh, fanatic uh, cabinet ministers decided they would use this as a pretext, as we had seen previously in Hebron, um, to isolate the Aqsa compound and uh, install security cameras and extra um, uh, security measures that would uh, preclude the free access of uh, Palestinians to their most holiest of sites. And um, what we saw was a uh, uh, an amazing, amazing uh, rising up of uh, Palestinians, Christian, Muslim, Christians. atheist, mm. agnostic, mm. together mm. in unison to protect Aqsa from, uh, from Zionist. There was that famous photo that went around of uh, you know, thousands of uh, the Muslims kneeling and the Christians standing, and it yes. went a long, long way. Yeah, f- fantastic to see. Uh, I wish I could recall the name of the person who, uh, the Christian person, who uh, joined the line of Friday prayer and opened his Bible while everybody, mm-hmm. every other Muslim was in the middle of the Friday prayer. And in fact, the Palestinian, the Palestinian media uh, spoke about it and actually uh, invented a term in Arabic language. It's called Tadayun al-Watani. Uh, maybe the word Watani might not carry the same meaning in English if we say nationalistic or national uh, religious uh, or religiousness. But um, what they mean is that you don't need a political Islamic, uh, you don't need a, a political Islam or political uh, party. You don't need to be uh, Muslim or Christian to defend. Uh, just to be a human being just to be a Palestinian and human being and also with total disregard yeah. of uh, what religion you follow what political party you follow and I think a few points to uh, to make here uh, Robert and Nasser the first point is while we do not agree we do not um, support I mean when I say we I don't talk on behalf of Palestinians but let's say substantial segment of the Palestinian people, they don't necessarily agree with armed struggle, with, let's say, violence and uh, assassination of uh, uh, soldiers. Uh, But let's remember, let's not pretend that these soldiers were, um, you know, as innocent as civilians. They were armed. And um, they were unoccupied land illegally, illegally, and in a sacred, they are continually place. They That's are right. continually provoking, continually provoking. Whether and it's there it or whether it's around other places, they provoke. The mm. fact that they're there is a provocation. The fact that they stop people going to that mosque 
any day of the week that they want, they can. Mm. Even if you have a permit, everything they do is provocation. I don't condone any violence. But as NASA once said to me not long ago, how are you supposed to negotiate when there's a boot on your throat? Mm. What do you do? Mm. The only time anyone ever talks about Palestine in the media is when these things happen, unfortunately. Otherwise, Israel continually just do what they do every day, kidnap teenagers, kill Palestinians, slowly get people out of houses. So that's my point I mean, point the, the context that always gets lost, Yusuf, and, and, and yes, you're touching on it. The reality is occupation in and of itself is violence. Yeah, and 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 it's you never can't ever occupy, framed. You can't occupy yeah. another nation by being nice to them. I can't. I can't come and take, sit in your house and tell you that you can't go to the bathroom or get out of the kitchen, and it not be violent. Yeah. yeah. Now I might use a gun to threaten you, or an axe, or a hammer, or a, a sword, or a knife. Form or of violence. It's violence. It might just be physical intimidation. That mm. in and of itself is violence, and we should remember international law says you can use. Um, uh, arm struggle to defend and the, the yourself the, and your yeah. land. It's legitimate. The, hor- the horrible bit here is when an Israeli soldier kills a 16-year-old girl. Uh, Robert, uh, you touched on provocation, and um, I want to revisit uh, the discussion of your uh, journey, your recent yeah, journey to Palestine. Well, Tell me about the provocation that well, Palestine. Let me tell you, two refugee see. camps I went to. Yeah. Two mm. refugee camps. One was Ada. And as you're wandering around Ada speaking to people, you hear the stories of how the soldiers come in four to five times a week. Now, Ada camp is not very big. They're there because the original families were kicked out when Israel was created. They will come in with 100 soldiers. And I've got interviews on my Facebook, and we should share it, where they say that they come in and they're shooting tear gas into the homes on purpose. This is between 2 and 3 in the morning, and sometimes they'll come in at 6 a.m. Also at Ada camp... They showed me footage of the soldiers coming in their war gear. Now, when I say war gear, they have their sniper rifles. They also have their face painted Mm. in army gear. Now, these are civilians, mums, dads, kids, grandmas. So they're getting provoked continually. But then when you go into Jerusalem and you stand there waiting, you'll see that these soldiers that are, they're kids. They'll pull over Palestinian kids and say, come here, make them empty their bags. Make them do things that they don't want to do. Quite often they'll make them drop their pants as well and lift their shirts up in front of everybody. That mm. is, in itself is provocation. Mm. When I'm in Bethlehem or uh, areas like that wanting to go with my friends into Jerusalem, they can't go because the government won't allow them because they don't have those passes. The fact that somebody can have a pass to go to Jerusalem for study and then all of a sudden have it taken away from them. If you need medical care... You won't always get it if you if uh, to certain areas. It's something they'll just take away from them. Also, when the kids get arrested between 2 and 3 in the morning against international law, they'll blindfold them. They'll take them away from their parents and they'll take them into an area, say Jerusalem from Bethlehem, where their parents mm. can't go. They won't have legal advice. Again, this is all provocation. Mm. Iyad Banat, who is a, a friend of mine and a well-known um, activist. activist in Berlin. The maker of uh, five broken cameras. So I've met his kids. They're general kids. One got shot uh, in the throat not long ago in the leg, and he's been kidnapped again. Mm. Now, they don't know what's going to happen. Mm. There's also another guy in there, Ashraf, in Berlin. Uh, there's footage during the five broken cameras where he was actually blindfolded. He was handcuffed behind his head. One of the soldiers said, I bet you you won't shoot him. He walks up and shot him in the leg. This is on footage. Wow. Now, this kid is not not the same. Mm. He is not the same anymore. His, uh, his uh, brother was Bassem, 
Abu Hama, who was he's uh, killed, and his sister. So again, now they're ha- having a go at him. This is provocation, and not just to his family, but the families around within the village. Hmm. And it happens every day, and we never hear about this. And and you know, it, it only takes one person to visit to open eyes. Well, look at and, my look know, at my arms. What, what's going on with my the hair there? Sure on, because yeah. I just feel it every time that I talk about it. Hmm. Because they cannot do anything. And this is a random sample of any random day under occupation. Well, it's part of what they're taught. Mm. They're taught to hate the Palestinians. They're taught that the Palestinians are encroaching on their land. They teach in their education system that there's no West Bank. It's Judea and Samira. It's all theirs. Mm. They don't need to share it. Mm. So you give these people a gun, what are they going to do? They're programmed this way. And uh, I want to make uh, reference to the interview that you uh, made, uh, Robert, with uh, Dr. Narut, uh, Nurit uh, Pellet about the uh, teaching of hatred, uh, systematic uh, teaching of hatred. She said Israeli. if there was a racist manual, they have learnt to teach it in this education system. Mm. Moving on to... Uh, and, and we should just say that her, her, her daughter was killed by a Palestinian suicide bomber. Yep. Mm. So if, if she's got, in, if anybody's got any reason to hate, uh, it's her. But she's actually she done the, done the work and the analysis and worked out. <coughs> in fact, there is always some sort of provocation to any. Mm. There's a cause and effect. Mm. Things don't just happen in <coughs> and of themselves. She calls herself Palestinian. Her grandkids, who speak Arabic, they say that they're Palestinian as well, which I think well, is really cool. Alan was Alan. Um, moving on, uh, Robert and uh, Nasser, uh, we're uh, we're about uh, seven minutes uh, away from ending the episode, and I think um, we are living and we are in the middle of probably an unprecedented crisis. Well, maybe before we go to that point, maybe just quickly a, a recap of the highlights of the year domestically. So we had mm. uh, two BDS conferences. We were um, we had Gideon Levy come out and and speak to packed uh, audiences uh, through Ad- Edward Said Memorial Lecture in Adelaide, into State Parliament in Victoria, Federal Parliament and the Parliament in in Sydney. Um, we had a, a number of rallies. The rally in support of AXA. We had Flag uh, National Day, November fifteen. We had raising the, the flag. Yeah. Raising the flag. And also, we didn't uh, speak about the prisoners' strike. The prisoner strike day, and, yeah. And uh, the prisoner event that we made here. Yeah. Um, we had the rally in support of Jerusalem on, on, on Wednesday night. Um, the run for Palestine. We had another uh, successful Palestine film festival. Hmm. Um, so it's been a, a great year from a hmm. local um, capacity. And also the Royal Flying Doctor Service um, disavowed their uh, connection to um, Elbit <coughs> Systems. They were going to do a a multi-million dollar project with uh, this uh, war criminal company um, and have ceased that action. So all in all, from an activist well point done, of view, uh, we, I think we had a good year, yeah? Yes, I think credit goes to uh, organizations like uh, APAN, uh, Australians for Palestine, yeah. uh, community organizations, uh, political organizations, Palestinians in general, mm-hmm. Australians who support Palestine for taking the time and effort and money to uh, yeah. to make and these events also, happen. These, these happens do not happen yeah, on yeah. their own. So amongst all of the solidarity groups across um, Australia, you know, FOPA, and, uh, CJPP, AJPP, PCA, well, in particular the Australian Jewish Democratic Society yes. who, who were, uh, were, were wonderful in their support this year, we sincerely appreciate it. 
so uh, we are in the middle of uh, an unprecedented uh, crisis, uh, which is uh, never before that uh, the uh, custodian of the peace process declares that, you know, instead of the uh, five uh, topics of the final uh, negotiations, let's make them four and let's just give away Jerusalem to one of the two. Uh, negotiation uh, or one of the two rivals. So Trump decided to give away Jerusalem to Israel. Yeah. I mean, look, you know, if if you were a parent, this is like little Johnny uh, taking a dump in the corner and then giving him a lolly. You know, it, it the, the prize, you know, the prize for Israel is Jerusalem. And the, the belligerent bad behavior for 70 years since Nakba, 50 plus years now since uh, Naksa, uh, 11 years of, of Gaza, 20-plus years of Oslo negotiation, just belligerent bad behavior, and then go give Johnny, who's shit himself in the corner, even though you've been potty training him for a while, to go give him uh, the a chocolates. reward. Here's the chocolates. Um, the, the, the only good thing of this is finally the world has seen that uh, the honest broker, the person who's supposed to be facilitating this peace treaty, is in fact hmm. a... Uh, uh, a conspirator, mm. is in fact complicit, mm. uh, and is not honest or a power broker. The challenge is the vacuum that it's created, and who's going to fill that vacuum, and you know, only time will tell whether it's Russia, China, Iran. Internationalizing the, uh, the issue, but uh, I also want to uh, mention uh, the point that now uh, I've been uh, watching, uh, let's say, social media in Arabic and English, and I noticed that those who speak about Jerusalem these days are not the advocates, are not the activists, are not the pro, are not the ordinary voices for Palestine. We are seeing people who have never said anything political, especially when it comes to Palestine and Israel, starting to raise questions and to share videos and tweets. One example is Gary Lineker, mm. the famous football player, English soccer player, English yeah. soccer player no football please. <laughs> That's not soccer. That's so you're not really Australian. Uh, well, I don't care. Football. I don't care. So <laughs> it's football. 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 Kurat al Qadami making a, a controversial. Uh, it's not controversial. He just shared a video yeah, yeah. of uh, army uh, arresting children. Yeah, yeah. And you know, and putting the them in a cage debate. and said, you know, how is this right? Uh, and also, I want to uh, mention uh, the Jordanian pilot who will we will play part of what he said. He said, now we're gonna fly in in, in his. Don't ruin it for our listeners. Yes. Let's not ruin it. <laughs> and also, uh, the munici- the municipality of Amman deciding to name a street leading to the American embassy, the Arab Jerusalem Street. Okay, so if on, on your way to the American well, the, embassy in Jordan. You know, the next thing is we, we have a look forms at Forms of resistance. Yeah, but also, the um, if, if it's done anything, aside from, um, you know, exposing America as complicit, is the um, that next level of celebrity support, you know, and... You know, w- Bella Hadid. Bella Hadid. I mean, you know, just because she's, you know, model. Well, she's uh, obviously gorgeous, but um, she she is aspirationally, you know, girls want to be her. You know, mm. guys want to date her. Um, she she's a trendsetter. Yeah, twenty million followers on Instagram and Facebook and all that sort of stuff. So when pictures of her get posted at a rally, she'd left a fashion show with her security guard in her Mercedes, pulls over and sees the rally and says, "I'm I'm joining the rally." Yeah, yeah, um, it normalizes and does yeah. does great um, advantage in deorientalizing 
our struggle. I think uh, we're going to have to leave it here uh, um, in about uh, half a minute. Uh, Nasser and Robert, is there something you want to say uh, before the end of uh, the last episode of the season? I would like to thank the two of you for educating me a huge amount on what is going on in Palestine and the rest of the world. I've loved it. And I am You're sh- welcome. And the, the listeners also would. And thanks very much to the listeners. And I can't wait to... See I was going to say, see you. You two, I'll see next year. But, uh, the Hopefully sooner than next year. Uh, you got another trip? No, no okay, so so I'm actually banned from, uh, <laughs> from Palestine now. No, sir. Uh, look, I, I, couldn't, I don't think I could say it any better than Robert, but thank you, Yusuf and Robert, for a great year. And we look forward to some more content next year. Thanks to all uh, our uh, listeners. Again, uh, it's been a wonderful, it's probably uh, the most pleasant uh, year out of the 14 year I had uh, in this uh, program. Thanks to these two uh, gentlemen. And um, I will leave you until the end of uh, the uh, program with uh, what a Jordanian pilot had to say on a flight from Jordan to America. Well, Merry Christmas, come in. And Merry Christmas yeah. to all our listeners who are going to celebrate it. See you next year. Ladies and gentlemen, good morning. This is your Captain Yusuf Al Hamlan at Daja talking to you on behalf of Royal Jordanian and my colleagues, Captain Nadal Sharaya, also First Officer, Sir Jamil Al Halasan, Service Manager, Mrs. Suhair Haddad, and the rest of the crew. I'd like to welcome you on board this our beautiful airplane, Dream Nanar 787 to Kennedy. It's going to take us around 12 hours, 10 minutes to Kennedy to cruise initially at 36,000 feet to end up at 40. Feet. Our initial uh, route for today out of Queen Alia to enter the territory of Palestine, also northern of Jerusalem, which is the capital city of Palestine, then the, the west coast of Palestine. To continue to Kennedy, then uh, I'll be talking to you again during cruise. Let's now enjoy the flights. Thank you very much again for choosing Royal Jordanian. You've been listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.